there, everybody. Welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And Joni says always to the Sports Outsider Film Ranch. Happy New Year! Happy New ho, Year! Ho, 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 ho! 2018. May old acquaintance be forgotten. All the acquaintance forget! It's not the words. Yeah. It was close. It well, was our close. last podcast was on New Year's Eve. And then the ball yep. dropped. The ball dropped. And that's yep. when I knew I was a man. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Oh! Uh, so exciting new year. Yeah. College yeah. football playoff is set. You got two SEC teams. Yeah. Alabama and Georgia. Oh, and the SEC, the SEC won't let me be. Let me be me. So let me see. Eminem. <laughs> that, he was F, that was FCC. That was FCC. That's very likely. So many regulatory agencies end in C. <laughs> you yep. can really do that with so a lot. It's hard to keep them, keep them all correct. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, <laughs> We got Vince McMahon on the show today. Yes. Whoa. Not at all involved with the New Year's Day football. No, no. But Vince McMahon, uh, uh, oh, what is it called now? The he's w- restarting the XFL, but he's right. he owns the WWE. Right. Uh, which he, he recently divested himself from, did he not? To, he, he divested himself from some of it. Presumably to raise capital yeah. for, the oh, XFL. for the XFL. Yeah, he yeah. sold like a hundred million dollars in stock. Yeah, but he's still in there, and he's still a personality on it too. Looking oh, for that, yeah. he comes that lumbering niche. in and goes, "You're fired." But he's, but he's like, he's he's part of it because he runs it, right? Like oh, he, yeah. he intervenes yeah. on the show when there's he wants to punish someone. Or yeah. reprimand well, someone. Well, Triple H is his chairman, who's married to his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, who also runs operations. Then his son, Shane McMahon, also works in the office. So much to ask about. This little tiny we, town we got there. got so much yeah. in there. Uh, but I think he's making a smart move here. He's really going for that niche of people who are like, hey, I'm not happy about there being fewer concussions in football. What can I do for a more violent version of this yeah, game? Yeah, they're all yeah. going to stand for the anthem in the XFL. <laughs> yes. It's like I I'm want, sure they will. I need, better. I need the violence, and I need that to be on lower-paid players. Right. Yeah, That's exactly. what I really need. Exactly. I need concussions and not funded health plans. I need people who are making less to be losing more. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Phil, we have a wide world of weird sport. You're goddamn right, we do. Plus, news, It's news, been a while news. since we've checked in on the wide world of weird sport. Sure. And we had one anyway. Days. Yeah, so. But first, LeVar Ball Update Watch Update. LeVar Ball Update Watch Update brought to you by... Salmon balls. They're a treat that you can eat any time that you got a clump of salmon. That's, that's good cross-promoting. I think sometimes we have almost random... Random associations between our our drops and our our stories. Yeah, right. Our, our algorithm that of the ad advertisers we go out to is a little wonky. It is yeah. a little when wonky. We run our ad algorithm. Well, it's programmatic, so all we're doing is serving oh. random ads. Hey, we got we got ball. We got metadata balls. matches. Like, yeah. every, everyone can see how they're connected. That's true. Ball family arrives in Lithuania to rock star crowds. There we go. I did not know that the population of Lithuania was capable of producing a quote-unquote yeah. rock star How crowd. How many are in a crowd? Is that four? Well, I think a rock star oh, crowd Phil. requires at yeah. least 50,000. <laughs> yeah. Subheadline, LeVar Ball given key to Lithuania. Sub-subheadline, Bell warned he can't lose it. They don't have a backup. I believe that, yeah. Better uh, move Putin context LeVar Bell. Hey, oh. Lithuania is independent, Joel. Yeah. Come on. We're not back right, in no, the U.S. That's, back that's in the USSR. exactly my point. I think Vladimir Putin would probably like the key to the... The Ball family arrived at what we can only assume is Lithuania's only airport to huge crowds and press. Yeah. Aspiring Kardashian LeVar Ball blessed Lithuania with two of his sons, 
LaMelo, and LiAngelo, mm. who he pulled out of UCLA and high school, respectively, to pursue professional basketball careers in Europe. He, he's going to go from high school basketball to playing with, like, 40-year-old Eastern European men. <laughs> and just dunking on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, some mm. 16-year-old kid is going to be the star of the team. That's the fun thing, too, is a part of me is just totally aware of the fact that it's like, yeah, he's going to run roughshod over this league. And yeah. that's going to be pretty hilarious. You'll see a lot of guys who are like, oh, I'm the crusty and old And they veteran. basically have two years because LeVar Ball said, but when he left, he, he talked to TMZ because they just kind of uh, follow yeah. him around. Yeah, and sure. he, he really likes it. And he basically says, we'll go over there to Lithuania for a hot minute just to let him know before these boys get on the Lakers. Ooh, <laughs> that minute's hot. He expects his boys to dominate overseas, but for, quote, less than a couple years before returning to L.A. to sport the purple and gold. Well, so are they going to – and well, first of all, I mean, say what you will about LeVar Ball. His vision of the Ball family going three deep as starters in the Lakers is great. He's a family He's man for the Well, I yeah. think it's one of those things like it's great or it's like obsessed sports fandom. Yeah. Like if you saw me, Jordan, raising all my sons all to be left-handed pitchers on the Tigers, you'd say – you're genius, Jordan. But then you'd also say, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Why don't you just get them on any team? Or I mean, if, why don't they play any position? If they were all righties, I might be like, Jordan, come on, let's be a little more. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> all like throwing all smart, awkwardly, and you're smart. like, change your hand dominance. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm going to be the best dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Lithuanians, though, they can't get enough of the balls. Yeah. Media, fans, and Lithuanians who just wanted to see what all the fuss was about packed the airport. Nice. This is true. There, there was snaps. And tweets of this. This is baggage even, claim a zoo. I believe it. <laughs> not even remotely surprising to me. I mean, again, I don't mean to trash Lithuania. Sounds and like I you are. Directly, yeah. <laughs> but I just have to assume that this is the biggest thing to happen to Lithuania in, I don't know, since the, the end of the Soviet Union. Well, as LeVar Ball uh, plunged into the crowd, he signed autographs, basked in the flashing lights of countless cameras, as his two teenage sons... The ones will be playing for the small town Prenu Vatatas, Vatatas in the Lithuanian Basketball League lagged behind to less initial fanfare. Less, yeah. but not none. Not none. Right, but basically, it was like the dad went in and was like, oh, oh, ball brand, big baller brand, you know? Right. And then behind it was just like, there were pictures of the kids were just kind of like slumped behind, like following him, like, Ooh. Yeah, cause my again, dad is so lame. Because again, sure. they've gone from, you know, being basketball stars in Southern California, and I imagine having just... Pussy thrown at them from Joel, all directions. Don't be crass. Hey, new hey. year, new Joel. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. To jo someone learned nothing in 2016. Yeah, exactly. To Lithuania, where I'm pretty sure it's forget 2017. He didn't learn anything in 2016 when all those people learned... died. Remember, it's the year where everybody died. Je I... Jeff Goodman of ESPN tweeted that that was an insane scene when Lavar Ball came through the doors. Photographers, equipment spilled to the ground, media members falling down. One media person asked me if it was LeBron or Michael Jordan coming. <laughs> I just laughed. <laughs> yeah. So you can see, Joel, to your point about exciting things happening. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's hard to blame them. The, the airport, in fact, hadn't seen a crowd like this since last year when Lithuanians crowded the runway for a glimpse of Paul, John, George, and Ringo, only to be crushed. When the sad news finally arrived to their country that day, the Fab Four's planned 1964 world tour date 
had been canceled. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. All this know. time they've been like, they're going to make it up, right? And then someone's <laughs> like, actually, I think two of them are dead. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, don't tell them that. They don't know that yet. Please, Lithuania is not ready for that. Please say one of them was Ringo. Please say one of them was Ringo. <laughs> You're not that lucky. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Miami Marlins CEO Derek Jeter says he gets it. Semicolon clearly does not get it. <laughs> oh, got what? More herpes? Yeah, subheadline. Oh. Uh, dozens of Marlins fans finally have the sad answer to rhetorical question. It couldn't be worse than Jeffrey Loria, right? Go. <laughs> the captain, the face of both the 90s uh, Yankees dynasty and congenital herpes, was a part of a leadership group that this past season purchased the Miami Marlins for $1.2 billion. Gong. This is the amount that Jeffrey Loria insisted on, and an amount that current Marlins officials say was at least $400 million more than the club is worth. Oh, that hurts. We've all overpaid for dumb shit. Phil, have you ever overpaid for anything dumb? Yeah, there was one time when they had the Reese's king-sized bar, and they were two fifty, And I'm like, I could have gotten like three regular size, which would have been twice as big as the king size. Also, though, you have to acknowledge there's only so often that a baseball team goes on sale. You're right. going to have no, to true. overpay to get it because anybody who wants a baseball team, regardless of its worth on paper, right, it's going to be a bidding war to get the one that's available like every five years or something like that. And one time I did the Best Buy warranty on one of those cell phone uh, cases that charges a phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, don't <laughs> do the warranty on those. No. Don't do the warranty on anything. Wait, but- wait. Did they get a warranty on the Marlins? No, no. And maybe more than this, Derek Jeter severely misread the situation. Immediately after buying the team, he began saying he needed to reduce payroll and need to trade all their best players. And then he was shocked when he was not greeted as a liberator. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that story before. Is this... Is this the first time that the fans of Miami have heard that they need to reduce payroll and they're well, going to have to trade all their best exactly. players? Exactly. So he, maybe he shouldn't have. He should have known this move going in before you overpay a team that maybe overpay for a team maybe you can't afford. Yeah. And having to sell pieces. Maybe think about the team you're doing it for. Yeah. And now look, it's Jeter doesn't own the team himself. As with every modern ownership group, he's just the face. Yeah. But usually the face is the feel-good part of the equation. Yeah. Right. Like Magic Johnson owning the Dodgers. He doesn't really own right. the Dodgers. He owns like 5%, but it makes Angelinos warm and fuzzy. Yeah. To see magic on a Dodger Stadium field, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, to contrast, Derek Jeter has seemingly become the target of scorn across all of baseball to make up for the fact there's not enough Marlins fans to give him a proper amount of scorn. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? He's already made a big move. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Jeter ownership group took over a Miami Marlins team that has always existed somewhere in the middle ground between light and shadow. Between science and superstition, between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. <laughs> it was an X-File. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a, it was a Twilight Zone to cleanse my palate of last oh, right. week's uh, Molly Ringwald reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, take that, Bill Simmons. <laughs> and as is life for the Miami Marlins, they're either making ill-advised and costly acquisitions or tearing down. Yeah. This winter, it's full teardown. Yeah. Uh, Mostly it's teardown. Jeter traded uh, reigning NL MVP Giancarlo Stanton. Now, wait, who did he trade uh, him to? He traded him to his former team, the Yankees. Yeah, didn't he play for the Yankees? Yeah. For like a little Ooh, bit. That sounds like insider trading. And he changed it for, like, he did it for Starlin Castro, who's a mediocre shortstop now, and oh. two mediocre prospects. 
And then he moved a young all-star outfielder, Marcelo Ozuna, to the Cardinals, despite the fact that Ozuna's not making that much money. Yep. And they got rid of D. Gordon. Same thing. D. Gordon's not making that much money. Mm-hmm. Baseball super agent Scott Boris called the Marlins a pawn shop. Ooh, oh, that's that's a compliment. Have you seen Pawn Stars? That's what a great. That's show. actually maybe a little unfair to pawn shops. Yeah, those are usually pretty profitable businesses. Chumley plays the dope, but Chumley is no dope. <laughs> that's a fact. Chumley knows what he's up to. Uh, so then, uh, didn't Nat- Chumley die? No, didn't one no. of them die. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe who not. You guys are I'm pretty about. sure it's not Chumley. I feel okay. like I would have seen a retrospective. Chumley is there like a British butler at this? No, pawn shop? it's from Pawn Stars. He's the tubby one. Well, one of the tubby ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, naturally, uh, someone like Jeter, who has carefully cultivated his image over the years, thought this is nothing. A town hall meeting and my charm and good looks can't get me out of. Right? He probably went in thinking he was going to get laid. So he went to this. So he has a town hall meeting attended by 200 Marlins season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty good. And uh, basically, people were upset that thinking maybe this group was underfinanced to buy this team. Mm-hmm. One fan shouted to Jeter, you spent $1.2 and then ran out of money. Ooh. Right? And then, so this is what Jeter says. He goes, I can't sit here and say, trust me. You don't know me. You earn trust over time. I know how organizations are sustainable over time. I know you have been through a lot. I can't relate to it. It's going to be a tough road. It's going to take time and effort. Wow, does he really know how organizations are sustainable over time when they don't have like a massive fan base and a repeated infusion of cash for a payroll? This was the sincerity of like a star quarterback uh, going to the Science Olympiad team and giving them dating tips. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's tough. Like, I can't relate to it. Right, you just gotta have confidence. If you went in with some confidence, then the girls will love you. If you guys threw a touchdown at the state championships, I'll bet you could get laid. Yeah, I swear, if you just try it with Katie, she'll go for it. (laughs) But then, of course, he had to deal with Marlon's man. Oh, Oh, the mascot. No, no, that's, that's, uh, gosh, that's Billy the Marlin. Okay. Actually, not his name. One of the most memorable exchanges was with Lawrence Levy. He's known as the Marlins man. He's famous for his orange Marlins jacket, his seat behind home plate, and a kick-ass convertible he drives named the Marlins Mobile, all Woo. one word. How does a person get to be that big a fan of the most hateful uh, franchise in the history of baseball? Season ticket holder since 93, but hasn't renewed because he won't pay major league prices for a, quote, triple-A team. Whoa. But he went to this town hall meeting, and he's in his orange Marlins jacket, and he presumably drove the Marlins mobile. Sure. And he, so he, this is how he starts his mic time. He goes, Derek Jeter, he goes, do you know who I am? Ooh. <laughs> Power move! That's awesome. <laughs> he said that to Derek Jeter. As he should. <laughs> he's like, you're on my turf now, <laughs> Mafa. Yeah. Jeter replied, I've heard of you. There we go. <laughs> a baller move. Yeah, giving him the validation, I feel like. And yeah. Marlins man then talked for four straight minutes, as is his right, yep. as a Marlins man. Uh, several other fans, I, I give my time to Marlins man. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't happen. I hereby cede my time <laughs> to the man of Marlin. Um, uh, basically, so, and then in, apparently in the four-minute rant, he repeatedly asked Jeter to ride in his Marlins mobile. Okay. And to which Jeter kept responding, I don't know how else to say, I won't be riding in that. What? <laughs> Come on, what a you prick can't move. take a ride in a fucking well, convertible? Well, I, really I really think he really kept belaboring the point. Jeter was like, well, no, maybe we'll see. No, Well, it was the Marlins mobile. You need to get in the passenger. Well, no. no. Look, I'm not getting in your car. <laughs> get out of my dreams, Davy Jeter, baby. Uh, 
so this year they're gonna. He thinks he's gonna make a profit. Okay. And here's how what they're banking this on. Uh, increased ticket revenue. <laughs> okay. Oh, Derek. Oh no. Oh boy. That sounds like corporate every sponsorships plan I write. and a revamped local TV deal. That this will. Now here's the thing. I don't know how you can count on increased revenue when you've just made the team worse. Yeah. yeah. Traded all the most beloved players, and you had to actually hold a town hall for yeah. your Marlins. They were so upset, the Marlins fans. They had to have a town hall for you. I don't know how I can see this. And also, same goes for uh, corporate sponsorships. You think local grocer and ad partner, Publix, wants to be associated with these losers? Yeah, yeah that's a tough one. I'm going to be honest with you. The schadenfreude of watching Derek Jeter just completely go down in flames in Miami could be... Like, really nice. I might enjoy it, like, far too much. I think you're being a little harsh on Marlins Man. Well, no, no. I mean, it I really mean, sucks for Marlins Man. But for Derek Jeter, <laughs> square-jawed, beautiful shortstop of the Yankees, like, eh, he's lived a good life so far. I mean, you're Fuck at him. the South Florida Fair, okay? Yeah. You see the gypsy booth. It's 1989. You're Marlins Man. <laughs> yeah. You're granted three wishes. Oh, yep. yeah. Thinking, oh, man, well, the first, I want the love of my life. Okay, sure. So he gets married. Oh, I thought you meant his car. No, second one, he wished for an awesome car. Oh, okay. Third, he said, oh, man, I wish there was baseball to watch in South Florida after spring training. But you know what? You got to be more specific with those wishes. (laughs) It's the monkey (laughs) paw. Those genies will fuck you. (laughs) They will fuck you good. It's cursed. Joining us now on the podcast, we have owner of the WWE and future owner of the XFL, Vince McMahon. Gentlemen, uh, pleased to see you. Hey. How are you? Thank you for having me here. Thank hey, you so much. Mr. McMahon, it's great to see you. I, I don't have any spare change. Oh, that's Joel. That's, no, I Joel. Know that's Joel. No, that's he's, Joel. He's, he's one yeah, of the podcasts. I'm on the ah, podcast. The friendly yeah. hobo down the street yes. from the recording studio. No, I understand. I, we have those in Stanford, Connecticut as well. I don't have any change. No, he's, uh, it's merely cards. I wouldn't even want to throw you a credit card. He's actually a very successful podcaster. This is just what podcasters yeah, look like. I don't. And also, I, I seriously doubt you have that many homeless people in Stanford, Connecticut. We don't. We bust them in from out of town just to poke sticks at them. Sure. Would you like to come to Stanford, Connecticut? Well, I mean, I'm not a homeless person, so I'd be doing the poking. And That's not- the spirit. <laughs> look, look, this, this podcast can't be all about Joel again. So, so what, what we're curious about is you're launching the XFL again. We're really excited. We just wanted to hear what plans you had. What's that you say? What's that? You're launching the XFL again. Yeah, we you sold to know $100 million of your WWE stock, and yes. we, so you filed like five uh, trademark patents, uh, right. XFL-related. Right. Well, we didn't ever stop the XFL. That was the end of season one. Wait, like 10 years ago? That's right. Yeah, it's, it's been... Like a solid decade. Yeah, you've too had long. Any XFL game. You know, it's it's sports. They usually don't call them like season one. It's usually just the year, and that's the season. So that was like yeah. the 2006 season. The you know? season finale. The LA Extreme wins the million dollar game. <laughs> yeah. Tommy no, Maddox, huh? You remember him? <laughs> no, it was forever ago. He was I don't a quarterback. Remember this. He was a quarterback. In the I LA believe Extreme. that to yeah. be true. He won the championship. He, he played yeah. in He's the, the XFL and... champion. So does, if this is season two, does that mean that Tommy Maddox is going to come back? Tommy Maddox is coming back. Really? How in old a is rematch. he? Now? I don't know. If that's <laughs> He's good. ten years older. Did you do the math yeah. on that? No, it just seemed that at the time he was an adult. Now he must be like, now probably he's... not a safe age for him to be competing in football. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Have you watched The Undertaker? Okay, is yes. eight hundred years old. I know he's been dead for years. He wrestles all the time. Yeah, Goldberg 
won the Universal Championship recently. Right. He's very old. Yeah. And Jewish. Are one of you Jewish? Uh, no, none no. of us are. Oh, good. Then let's not talk about that. Okay, we won't. No, it's fine. It's uh, but it seems odd because in football, like in wrestling, it's a little bit more scripted. And it's a little you can protect each other. Football, you don't protect each other. It's head yeah. to head. Oh, I see. You're comparing. You're those uh, guys compare. that compare. Oh, what's that? What's that football you like to watch so much? What's what? that? What's that NFL? called? Oh, the Nancy's and Fairies League. No. Is that it? Is Is that what you like? That's not what it is. is. Do you dress this homo up in a tutu when you watch it? Make him dance around? He dresses himself up in a tutu while we watch it. Mr. McMahon, they're more comfortable when you're eating nachos. The NFL has some of the best and most talented players. I mean, you can't call it the Nancy's and Fairies League. These are the best men at what they do. It's just more. More doesn't mean better. We've been very select about the amount of football we present in the XFL, which means it's better. The Nancy's and Fairies League just does okay. it all the time. Oh, there's all these teams. Look at all the animals we have. We have the New York Hitmen. You might I, uh, die. No, I believe- <laughs> You might die. You can die in that regular You go to a game, you might die. Yeah, I believe it. What's a, what's a falcon going to do? A falcon, a falcon could eat your eye out. Oh, it's going to scratch your arm. It's going to fly down and scratch your arm a little bit. Fly away. Yeah, What's no. a Packer going to do? Oh, I know what the Packer's okay, going to do. Okay, all right. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. All right. No, yeah, well, yeah. If this, this guy knows when it gets cold. huh? Yeah. When it gets cold, that's how you stay warm. You sure. pack each other's meat. Uh, all right. It's well, that's, physical we should, we should get back on track. So if this is season two. Yes. That means so you deliberately waited 10 years. How did you decide this was your time to come back? This is the time to come back. It is the year 2018, and people have been clamoring for the XFL to return. Who? Yeah, I don't know anybody. Yeah, I haven't heard about it. I don't remember anybody watching it when it was on, and I haven't heard a peep about it since until now. The series premiere. This is the XFL. People were excited, waiting on Twitter. People were wondering. They were tweeting the XFL account. They were wondering all the time, when's it going to come back? Now is the time. Now is the most exciting time, because think of how many of the Nancy and Fairy Leaguers have died. Yeah, I, well, in fairness, a lot of NFL players have died. Well, yeah, in old age, not not many have died on on the field. Yeah. Concussions, <laughs> shooting themselves, yeah, desperate ways to try and get ratings for this football. Okay, but the, <laughs> hey, no, but, they weren't trying to get ratings. That wasn't scripted. It was because they have brain damage from the yeah, game. Vince can, and I, and I think oh. it's, it's worth bringing up because it's like you keep calling them the Nancy's and Fairies League, but if anything, the current atmosphere is one of saying that. There's entirely too much violence in the National Football right. League, and they are very actively trying to reduce the amount of violence that so you don't have people shooting themselves because of their concussions. Oh, look who sleeps on a Wall Street Journal <laughs> at night. Oh, that's you because you're a homo, Joe. That's adorable. <laughs> look at how many words he knows. Uh, just as a reminder, though, he's not a hobo. He is a professional podcaster, very successful. Sure, dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but people are. They're getting hurt. And they're yeah. getting hurt really badly. So does the XFL going to take any measures to make sure people don't get We're hurt? We're going to make sure people get hurt in every game. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to back off and have all this drama. Oh, this football player can't handle it. We're going to make sure people have concussions, sure. have brain damage and shoot each other every single shoot game. Shoot each other. That's they right. have guns on the field? They're going to have guns on the field. Oh god. <laughs> 
Uh, how are you going to even... I mean, if people are shooting each other every game, you're going to run out of players. We're going to have more players all the time. We're constantly training people. You know, oh, yeah. we have NXT and WWE. Oh, I know. Yeah. We, we're just going to take all the crappy wrestlers and put them in football. Okay. The <laughs> so ones who can't handle it or all the old ones. <laughs> we're going to take all the old wrestlers and sure. then we're going to put them in the XFL. So Undertaker, when he's finally completely out. That's right. When he's finally done, he's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, once he's 812 he years old. He move so well anymore. That's right. And that's why he'll be a good football player. Right, he'll be a good target for pitting well, okay. shot. Uh, well, how would you respond to the observation that since the XFL ended, a lot of XFL players, not a lot, like a few of them went on to play in the NFL and were not especially good. I mean, like Tommy Maddox was a third-string quarterback in Pittsburgh for a handful of years. Uh, I feel like your your league has been exposed, if anything, by the Nancys and Fairies League as being inferior. Oh, I'm sorry, doctor. Shouldn't you be wearing a white coat and gloves before you examine me? Oh, very well. Uh, let's see here. They weren't so good in the Nancys and Fairies League. That's what you mean to tell me, right? You mean to tell me they went from the XFL, the greatest season of football of all time, and then they weren't that good over there. That's what you mean to tell me. I mean, Go ahead, some, drink some your beer. Them, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> he spilled it all over his hobo shirt, right, Vince? That's right. That's right. You know, this I was, like having this was a, a birthday gift from my parents. Okay, so let's maybe you know take it easy in the shirt. Beer was a gift. <laughs> Good like, lord, what has happened in your home? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't have a home. Yeah, all, all of that aside, I mean, there were certainly some good crossovers, but for the most part. The uh, you know football players produced by the XFL in the NFL were role players, and you know, you know when you are particularly good at something, when you're one of the greatest, you get bored when oh, yeah. you're not challenged, and that's merely what happened with he hate me, right? <laughs> and Tommy Max, they got to the Nancys and Fairies League, and they got bored because it's boring there sure. with other commercials and their big sponsors right uh, Budweiser like XFL yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you know that the new XFL will not have sponsors or commercials uh they will the WWE oh that's a good sponsor <laughs> they will be a sponsor that's a good it'll budget. be a direct tie-in that's I didn't know who he hate me was once he went to the NFL in the end ex- he was good I think he actually was one what of the was his name I don't know because in the XFL <laughs> we allow customized jerseys right because that's right. fun that's right. a good time i agree with that yeah because you could have one we can make one for you says hobo <laughs> would you like one keep you warm <laughs> keep them warm at night that's always a, a hobo plus. jersey would be would be nice but i'd be wearing it ironically oh, oh. double letter score <laughs> wow Good for you. Well, Vince, do you have any parting words about the XFL? Something to get people really excited for the upcoming season? The upcoming season will be nonstop violence, will be nonstop terror, and must-see television. If you thought you knew football, you don't. This is football. That was a hell of a promo. Well, thank you for coming on, Vince. It was exciting to have you here. And if I ever have an old barrel I need discarded, (laughs) you can light a fire in it, okay? (laughs) And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Weird Sports... The Steagles. The the what? The Steagles. Is that like a German soccer team? I have no more to say. It's the Steagles. <laughs> well, you should know this. It's a German soccer. Yeah, 
Minnesota. Yeah, the Der Spiegel. Spiegel. <laughs> kind of like Der Spiegel, the newspaper, yeah. right? Uh, the Steagles were a team created uh, by the temporary merger of two National Football League teams, the P- Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles, during Wait, the 1943 season. What? Yep. Holy crap. I didn't know that that happened. Well, I think this is a war thing. Yeah, the teams were forced to merge because both had lost so many players a war thing. to military service during World War II. WW2. WWII. The league's official record book refers to the team as the Phil Pitt Combine. <laughs> I like that more than the Steagles, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I think that's pretty clever for 1943 to do that mashup because oh, that yeah. feels, feels very 90s, the Steagles. But yeah. I think calling yourself the Combine is just that's. You could have had like a wheat thresher as your mascot for that season, but but they said that this is the one that had the enduring moniker. Like Steagles is what people wanted to call it, so it made it through. Well, I think those people just didn't have taste. Well, you know, you know what, Joel? If that's the greatest generation you're talking about, fuck you! No, what have the, you sacrificed for the this greatest country? Generation what was have you all sacrificed? The war. This was the the. The limp liver. These people had bone spurs, Joel. <laughs> yeah, they, and they were in so much pain. Spurs. Blocking. Color blindness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flat feet. <laughs> History. The prospect of a unified Pittsburgh-Philadelphia team actually predated World War II by several years. The Phil- or, uh, Pennsylvania Keystoners were a team that was first proposed in 1939, conceived with the attention of the Steelers and Eagles owners buying into one of the two teams, then spinning the other off into an ownership group in Boston, Massachusetts. Keystoners is a better name than the Eagles. That was, that was, that was my improv team when I was at Penn. We're the Keystoners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone at the Rec Sack. You've never, you've never been in an improv team and you didn't go to Penn. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> shut up. Uh, league officials rejected the plan, though it resulted in a convoluted ownership two-step that left Eagles owner uh, Brett Bell with a share in the Steelers franchise. Ooh, he had a cut. But if you ever see like a smooth ownership two-step, though, it's like a work of art. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. When you get people out there that know what they Skip around that ballroom like they're floating. It's just amazing. Uh, America entered World War II on... December 7th, 7th 1941. With Though the Japanese there, attack on... Pearl Harbor. I believe it was the next day that Germany declared war yeah, on us. Yeah, declared by President... Fre- Franklin Delano <laughs> Roosevelt. There we go. I, I held Joel up for a second. I almost said Frederick, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> President, Frederick. President Frederick. <laughs> President Frederick von Winkelstein. <laughs> yeah. uh, most of the young men who were at the age to play professional football were also at the age to fight for their country. 600 NFL players joined the armed forces. Oh, wow. Six hundo. Six yeah. honeys. I mean, uh, football is in a lot of ways just like a... Training uh, for war. Yeah, it's it's combat in a different form. Yeah. If, if we ever go to war, yeah, I'm like... I think the football players are the ones that issue. Yeah, you're going to be like, send Refrigerator Perry. Well, also, I feel like at that time, too, the calisthenics and conditioning for both were probably very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were probably like the same sort of like, hey, uh, that's a lap. Yeah. Push-ups. Yeah. It was a Jumping lot of jacks. Hop, 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 this hop, is back hop, when like Army around. and Navy were like really good teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you before go. you were just sort of like, wait a second. Is it maybe troubling that <laughs> public schools are now conditioning their athletes better than, you know, our armed services? Could be. Uh, feeling that the country still at war needed entertainment and sports uh, were a much-needed diversion, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt issued an inspirational... Not Friedrich Franklin. 
Friedrich Delano Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Created uh, an all-female baseball league. Yep, they yeah. were the members of the all-American team. They were cities near and far. They got Canadians. Woo! Irish. was the sweets. Something. Uh, issued an inspirational message focused on the importance of Major League Baseball to American morale. Mm. Uh, he made no mention of football during that address. <laughs> as baseball far surpassed football in popularity at the time. However... At its 1943 annual spring meeting, the NFL decided to follow baseball's league and continue play. With an all-female league. Yeah. Right? Is that where we're going here? Uh, other football leagues, such as the 1940-41 to 41 American Football League, the Dixie League, and the American Association, decided to suspend operations, leaving the NFL and its West Coast counterpart, Pacific Coast Professional Football League, the only leagues playing professional football at the time. Only game in town. There's too many leagues. Yeah, there's now there's one. Uh, <laughs> we should skip ahead, shall we? Because sure. we're, we're nearing the end of this. Let's talk about the aftermath. So in popular culture, the 1971 film The Steagle, starring Richard Benjamin, takes its name from the Steagles football team. I kind of want to see that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds interesting. Is it, a, is it about the Steagles, or does it just take its name from Well, in the opening scene, the protagonist of the film, a bookish college professor, explains the history and meaning of the term to a pair of loudly arguing sports fans on a commuter train and draws admiring looks from an attractive Asian woman who is a fellow passenger. The film concerns the personality change which overcomes the protagonist during the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, and the film's title implicitly references the transient nature of the Steagles team existing for only one brief season during a national crisis. God, if only that were true. You could loudly correct people about sports knowledge on trains and, <laughs> and not have Asian them punch you. In the you. Yeah, exactly. Well, he needed a distraction. It was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, yeah, exactly. Point, yeah. Exactly. 60th anniversary was on August 17, 2003. Never forget during a uh, the pregame and halftime ceremonies at Heinz Field. And six of the nine surviving members of the team were honored at that halftime. What about the other three? What really bugs me is what about the players that went overseas and fought? What, the stay behind are getting honored? What about the people on the Steelers and the Eagles that had you know, to go over they and have die for days their country? Yeah. Every year that they get honored. Name the Steagles. <laughs> yeah. Veterans There's Day, Memorial Day, and Flag Day. Uh, and that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to have uh, Vince McMahon give you our contact information. Vince? Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you can follow them on Sports the Number 3 Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. Be sure to listen to all the episodes on SoundCloud and also uh, uh, Sports, Sports, Sports at... Uh, sports, Sports, Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast at gmail.com. That's the one. And if, do you have a Patreon where they can send this one some <laughs> some change? Well, you could always just uh, find find Joel on social media, Joel Anderson, and just send him the, no, some no, cash. You oh, you should start a Patreon. I know. Get, a, get some change for it. I don't have any change. Well, Vince, do you have anything for yourself you want to promote? Like, well, what do you, you into these days? just sold million dollars in stock i know big time living huh pal maybe someday that's the american dream <laughs> well you can listen to the wrestling compadre Slamcast. that's available uh you can listen to that for wrestling analysis and all sorts of good interviews from people at the wwe ah a good recommendation yeah what do you want from me now <laughs> you're just staring at me hey guys hey joel joel 
You guys know I'm not homeless, right? I'm starting to doubt it. He was very Vince was very convincing. <sighs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.